thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, research published in the journal Fertility and Sterility has found that EMF radiation caused by increased use of mobile phones may be associated with reduced sperm concentration and reduced total sperm count in the semen. The cross-sectional study examined the potential association between semen counts and mobile phone use and the position of the phone, when not in use, in over 5,000 young Swiss men between 2005 and 2018. The men who used their mobile phones at a high frequency, counted as greater than 20 times per day, showed a 21% reduction in sperm concentration and a 22% reduction in total sperm count, compared to those who used their mobile phones less than once per week. These trends were seen right across the complete range of mobile phone exposure. In other words, it was a pretty linear scale. The more you use the phone, the more effect it seemed to have. Over 85% of the men stored their mobile phones in their pant pockets when not in use. However, the semen quality parameters were not found to be affected by the position of the phone when not in use. As always, the links are in the show notes. And, you know, my opinion is that this is fascinating. You know, I think there's been a lot of talk for quite some time about the risks of EMF exposure and whether that might be impacting on health and whether that might be impacting on fertility. And the answers have been coming back really inconsistently you know it seems that some are saying look it really doesn't have any effect others are saying it has a lot of effects on a lot of different aspects of health and we really don't have enough evidence i don't think to determine which of those is true so this is definitely an area that a lot more research needs to be done and and what we're seeing is even within the guidelines you know the guidelines from country to country and region to region about what is a safe exposure to your emf are quite drastically different so i think as individuals what that means is we need to be really conscious of this and we need to be aware of emf radiation we need to be aware of what contributes to emf radiation you know i know for us When we bought our house, we actually bought an EMF reader and went around the house checking everything to see what it was. And and we compared it more so to the European standards than the Australian standards, because at least at that time, they were quite a bit stricter. And that's what we wanted to look for. You know, we found that there were really interesting anomalies in terms of the amount of EMF radiation. You know, we did have a electric power lines going above our property. So we went and stood under those and measured it and surprisingly found that those were actually quite low. By contrast, we measured things like the hairdryer and found that that was quite high. You know, the back of the fridge is one that people often know about was quite high. Obviously, near the fuse box was quite high. Thankfully, that's not near where we sleep. The mobile phones definitely did set off the EMF reader, although it didn't have to be far away, you know, a meter and a half, two meters, for that to reduce right back down to background levels. So it really is an interesting area. I think there's a lot more to be studied and a lot more to be found about the impacts of EMF on our health and on our fertility. I think in the meantime, it'd be really wise to be cautious about this, to not necessarily just go with you know what the minimum standards are or what the maximum allowable limits currently are, but to really try and minimize that EMF exposure more than you know background EMF. You know, there is such a thing as background EMF, and so everyone does get exposed to it to a degree, and that is natural to a degree, but to the degree that we can you know, minimize the amount we get over and above that natural limit. I think that'd be really wise at this stage because, like I said, we just don't know how much is affecting our health and what else it might be affecting in terms of our health.
You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation about this or any other episode of This Week in Wellness, join my Healthy Lifestyle Choices Facebook group or find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.